Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Here on WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, February 17, 2022. Coming off an extremely newsworthy week in wrestling. Always breaking down the news, notes, the shows, everything from the worlds of WWE, AEW, and beyond here in WrestleRant Radio. But we got a very special show on tap here today. Coming off the news for Monday about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Potentially returning to the ring in time for WrestleMania 38. Cody Rhodes leaving AEW. Potentially on his way to WWE. And so much more from the week in wrestling. And that's not even counting Elimination Chamber coming up on Saturday. A lot to get to here today, Mr. Marceau. Lots of discuss. We'll get into it right immediately. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing? Doing well. How are you? How are you doing coming off of this week? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. No complaints. I feel like we've chatted a lot since Monday and we haven't even really, we, we've only just scratched the surface as far as what's going on in the world of wrestling right now. Seriously. I got your quick thoughts on Tuesday with an emergency chit-chat phone call. We're going to go completely into it here today with everything going on in WWE and AEW. But let's get to the biggest news first. We've got to talk about Cody Rhodes. Only after I tell you when you can listen to the show every single Thursday. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, uh, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora Music, Amazon Music, all over the place. Be sure to rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. New episodes every single Thursday. Uh, like I said, big show on tap here today. Next week, we're talking about Elimination Chamber. As we get closer and closer to WrestleMania 38, which is shaping up to be a pretty big show, we'll have all the coverage of the road to WrestleMania here on the show, as well as Revolution coming up in a few short weeks. I think that's the first weekend in March. So we're going to be reviewing that, previewing that ahead of time. Um, lots to get to here on the show. But like I said, today, that's what I'm fully focused on. And Cody Rhodes, leaving AEW alongside Brandy Rhodes, a very shocking development, um, which at this point it probably shouldn't be because we've come to know over the last, I mean, six weeks alone in the year of 2022, um, between Mickey James being in the Rumble and everything else that's happened so far this year, and just the entire landscape of the wrestling world in the last five, ten years or so, that anything can happen. And we're seeing that right now with Cody Rhodes, one of the founding fathers of all elite wrestling, leaving his home, so-called home, to go back to his original home of WWE. So before we get into anything, your reaction to it. I kind of already know this because we discussed it before we went live here, but for the sake of the show, give me your reaction to Cody Rhodes leaving AEW this past week. I was shocked. I thought it was a rib at first. I was at work. I was in a meeting, and I just like had what culture pulled up just like as a tab, and I just... We had a little break, and I just refreshed it to see if anything came up. And it said, like, Cody Rhodes quits AEW. I'm like, what the hell? And then I look at my phone, and it's you saying, can you talk quick? I was like, uh, I thought you were going to text me. And then he kid called me. I'm like, shit, this might be true. Like, he's calling me <laughs> on Monday. It might be true. And then I couldn't see because Dave Meltzer blocked me. But then I, I was able to pull up an incognito window and saw that, <laughs> that he had posted about it. So, yeah, I mean, it is shocking, but, like, if any of the EVPs are going to leave, it seemed like he would be the one. I mean, lately he's been doing pretty much nothing of substance. Um, 
I mean, it is what it is. I don't know. I think it's more of a, a, a power thing or creative thing. I, I don't think it's money. I mean, maybe one a little bit more money, but I think at the end of the day, I feel like Tony Khan might have pulled the rail, rails back a little bit on some of the creative stuff. And, I mean, anyone with a set of eyes that's been watching AEW can realize that Cody's been doing some pretty bad work over the last couple of years with the feud with the, with the factory and then Jack and Jane and Malachi Black and basically every all these newcomers that come in, I just feel like they all have been very underwhelming and he leaves and comes back and changes his hairdo and it just, it just feel like it's just all over the place. So I think it was more of a creative, creative thing and maybe money was included as well, but I also think there had it, maybe Tony Khan, like I said, maybe try to rail him in a little bit because his creative last couple of years has been terrible. So is what it is. I mean, I get. I don't. I, I don't. Is it like Sam Stone? He's going to WWE. Like I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. But I mean, it's definitely the first like big domino to fall from A. If he does go there from AEW to go to WWE, so I guess we'll see. But I mean, morale's high, so I don't know why anyone would want to leave. <laughs> did you have to do a double take? Did you have to do a double take and look at the uh, look at the date and see that it was not April for uh, not April first yet? I literally was like, what the hell? And then, like, I didn't have Twitter pulled up, but, like, I kept looking. I'm like, there's no way this is real. But then, like I said, once you texted me, kind of, I was like, this has to be somewhat true because you wouldn't call me randomly on a Monday normally. So I'm like, this must be true. <laughs> it was Tuesday. Monday was Valentine's Day. I left it be on Monday. Yeah, Tuesday. What'd you, what'd you guys watch on Valentine's Day? Uh, Marry Me on uh, The Cock. And you were, <laughs> you were well recommended, you said. It was good. Good shit, pal. Owen Wilson and uh, J-Lo, right? Yeah, it was good. Very nice. I would. I was going to come on here. We were going to spend the first 10, 15 minutes of the show talking about the Super Bowl, your thoughts on the Rams, and what I thought was a good game, but then all this shit drops. But before we go with the Cody thing, before we go forward to the Cody thing, was it a good game on Sunday? Yeah, I thought it was a good game. I mean, I, I had no complaints. I mean, some people said it was boring or wasn't the best game of all time, but I thought it was good. Do you like the halftime show? I, I actually like did like the halftime show, honestly. I'm a big... Wow. Uh, I like California Love. I like Eminem. I like Mary J. Blige, though. I, I don't see... I, I didn't I did not not like it, personally. Yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I'm a big 50 Cent guy, so I popped big for 50. 50 Cent, yeah. I forgot that he was there as well, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge Mary J. Blige fan, but it was, it was good. Love Family Affair. Dun, 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 dun. I can't sing the <laughs> lyrics, but... It's a good song. <laughs> Back to Cody Rhodes. Yeah, no, I completely agree, dude. Um, I, I honestly am of a different viewpoint. I don't know if it was a creative thing. I mean, there's so many reports coming out as to what actually went down there. Was it a money thing? I think that's probably what it was. I think that Tony wasn't willing to offer him what he thought he was worth. And like I said yesterday on Hashtag, and we talked about this on the phone, and I tweeted it out. I just, I don't know, not that there's anyone in the wrong here, because, I mean, he, he's welcome to do whatever the hell he wants to do. It was Cody Rhodes. Tony Khan, he's running a business. It's not the Cody Rhodes show. He's got to do what's best for the company, what's best for him, what's best for his pocket. He clearly has a budget that was emphasized many times over the last couple of days. Um, I, I just, I know he has a budget. I'm not saying he should throw the whole world at Cody Rhodes. I'm very curious, and we're not going to get exact numbers, <clears throat> but I'm very curious how much Cody was looking for and how much Tony Khan was willing to pay him and why Tony Khan wouldn't pay him what he thought he was worth. Was the number just astronomically high or was it just I don't know I mean like you said there have also been reports like you said that um you know his creative control was waning a little bit because Tony Khan has taken more and more over in that front Tony Khan is like the guy now as opposed to being the Tony Khan Cody Rhodes Omega Buck show it's kind of like the Tony Khan company he's getting more and more control as he should he is the president um and then Cody having creative control over his own stuff is fine but 
you know, the matches have been great. He's had a lot of great matches in the last couple of years. His character stuff has just been abysmal. Um, we talked here on the show a few weeks ago about how he's consistently the worst thing about Dynamite almost every week. Um, just the stuff that he's been involved in with Lambert and Men of the Year and the TNT title stuff. And again, he's had some great matches. His final one on Dynamite I thought was a was a fantastic match. The latter match with Sammy Guevara and it was a great way to go out. Um, but that was only after he cut that bizarre promo about being the forbidden door. And, you know, like, I haven't really seen a lot of people say it, but we mentioned it here on the show a few weeks ago when he cut that promo and he was like, um, you know, Bobby and Kyle coming on over. They graduated from the arm drag class of Terry Taylor and developmental. And it's like, well, you you signed those guys. Like, you played a hand in bringing those people in. So even from from a storyline standpoint, it just doesn't make any sense why you would destroy people that are in quote-unquote developmental, which is what it is now. And it kind of always has been, but more so now than ever before with NXT. And then only only just assign those guys if they're so indie league or they're so developmental or they're second rater below what AEW is looking for or whatever. Uh, just a lot of thoughts on Cody. But, I mean, to go back to the creative control thing of what you were mentioning earlier, with him kind of losing power, why do you think if, I mean, even if he wasn't in complete power of AEW, which he obviously wasn't, he was never going to be, do you think that him going to WWE is counterproductive, though? Because at least in AEW, he has some shred of power and pull, and he's an EVP. In WWE, he's just going to be another guy on the roster as far as not having very likely any creative control at all, which honestly might be a good thing based on uh, you know, what we saw from him in AEW towards the end there. Yeah, I really, I mean... If he goes to WWE, that is, which I think at this point is very likely. Yeah, I don't know. I Like you said, I think it is kind of counterproductive because I just... I mean, I think, I don't know, I, I feel like he, he, I don't know if it's like an ego thing, because I feel like maybe it's, it's tough to say, because I feel like he goes to WWE, I just don't like really see like him being as successful as, as he was in AEW, I mean, I think he's probably, where he was there is probably the biggest he'd probably get, I mean, I guess like the, the whole thing, I think he really screwed himself in AEW is the whole never challenge for the title thing, like, I feel like once he kind of set that up, it was just. He was basically purgatory or, like, putting new guys over or going for the TNT Championship, which basically was his, pretty much his career once he lost that that stipulation. But, I mean, I, I just don't see him being, like, a WWE champion. I mean, I guess you could put him in the mid-card, but I just feel like he thinks he's bigger than that, which I think he, he could have a title run. I wouldn't be totally against it if it booked correctly. But, I don't know, I, it's one of those things that, Maybe he sees himself like now that he's like, did the independence and now he went to AW. Like he's not, he's not an AW fan. Like, dr- like he's more of a WWE guy, just just the way he is and how he wrestles and stuff like that. Like he's not like a high spot guy or kind of more of an indie guy. Like he kind of sticks out. Like so, him going to WWE maybe thinks it'll be better for him because he seems like a more of a WWE guy. But I mean, I just don't think he'll have as much success as as he did AEW, but I guess we could always always see. I mean, he'll probably get paid nice, so that's always good. Yeah, what do you think changed with him? I mean, he left WWE six years ago because he didn't like the way that things were going, and he felt that he was, you know, better off without them as far as, like, he could take a risk on himself, take a bet on himself, which he did, and it paid off. Uh, multi-time champion everywhere he's been, obviously one of the founding fathers of this all-new company in competition to WWE. One of the leading minds before Tony Khan even came around, one of the leading minds behind All In. Um, which was the, one of the biggest shows, non-WWE shows in the country uh, back in 2018. So, 
I don't know. It just seems really weird to me, even if it is a money thing or a control thing or a creative thing, that he would lead this charge. Oh, we're going to change the wrestling world, which they definitely have. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that. You can say to what extent, but I mean, having another avenue where people can go uh, once they leave WWE or get fired from WWE and be a legit competition as far as not even ratings go, but as far as just another avenue of places of a place for people to work, um, like what Impact kind of was for a while and should have been had they gotten out of their own way uh, back in the 2000s. But, I mean, is it not? I mean, it is weird. I just, it's, it's, I can't wrap my head around the fact that he would just build around this whole thing about, oh, where the competition. And, I mean, him more than anyone taking shots at WWE. Only to go back, I just, I can't say I understand that, but it also screams like something that Dusty Rhodes would have done 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it, it might it just really come down to, like, the control thing. I think that's what it really comes down to. Like, money, whatever. Like, if he wasn't getting as much money as he wants, fine. But I just feel like, I just, I don't know. Because, like, like you said, he's been in WWE. Like, maybe he thinks since, like, he kind of went on his own and, like, kind of created his own person. Like, maybe that helped. Like, that kind of helped with someone like Drew. I mean, Drew was treated like a fucking joke. And then, then he went to WWE when he kind of made a name for himself. And now he's... Who he is now? I mean, I don't see that being Cody, but I mean, maybe he sees that approach. I, I really don't know. I mean, something Dusty did do. I mean, Dusty did leave WCW in the was it late eighties, early nineties, and did the whole polka dotted shit, and then went running back to WCW. So yeah, I mean, maybe he's just gonna see what happens, and maybe he'll come crawling back to AEW. I really don't know, but it just seems weird. I just like you said, I, it, with all the stuff that he's saying. I think the weirdest part is that he was so, like, anti-WWE or bashing WWE all the time, how they're going to be, like, this big revolution. Like, it is definitely an alternative, but him just running back just kind of, if he does go back, just seems kind of, I guess, weird. Yeah, yeah, regardless of the reason, just on the surface, it seems strange. And I know he's got to do what's best for him and his family and make the most amount of money possible, but I don't know, even if it, regardless of whether it was a money or a power thing, I'm not saying he should have, but I just figured if he was in that situation and he wasn't offered what he thought he was going to and he was losing power or whatever, um, I would assume that he would just, I don't want to say settle because it's like, oh, just settle for the bet for the sake of the company. Like, I don't know. You, you would think that he would do whatever it takes to stick around and, and build this vision of what AEW is, or do you think AEW is going in the direction of what you didn't, of what you thought it what he thought it wasn't going to be, if that makes sense. It just seems like it's weird now for him to leave when AEW is building momentum. They're getting good ratings, you know, relatively based on what they should be doing and what other people have done in their spot in the past. Um, They're doing exceptionally well. They got a lot of positive buzz. They brought in a lot of big stars, and it seems like they're not done yet. It just seems like now of all times to leave seems like a really odd time to go back to WWE. I know they can offer him the world financially, but WWE creatively has never not had less buzz, but more people. I've never seen this amount of negative buzz surrounding the product in a long time. Um, so I don't know. It just seems like a really weird time for him to go back. Maybe yeah. he realizes they have no stars on the surface or very minimal stars, and maybe him going back increases his odds of getting pushed. It just seems like a really weird time for him to leave this company that's doing so well right now. Yeah, I mean, I also think maybe, which is definitely possible, Maybe at first their vision was kind of being an alternative. You know, Tony Khan, and I feel like Cody said this a lot, like we're not going to just hire all these ex-WWE guys. Like we're going to build our own company and have our own image. And it seems like the last year or so they've brought in more WWE guys. And it basically is kind of WWE light with most of the guys they have that are featured. So maybe he was 
kind of thrown off by that because, like I, like I said, I felt like at the beginning they're like, oh, we're not going to hire all these ex-WWE guys. Like, we're going to build their own stars and build all these other people up. And like I said, in the last year, they've hired so many guys. That I, got, I mean, they probably didn't think all these guys from WWE were going to get released anyways, but still, maybe that direction was kind of not what he was looking for. Maybe he's trying to build up a QT who sucks, but maybe, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe build up like a shoddy Lee or some of those guys that he likes, like a red velvet, maybe, and people like that. And they just hired Ruby Soho and other women. And they bring in other guys like Andrade or Miro or Malachi Black. They're going to take up the mid card scene where you probably put a guy like a QT or shoddy Lee eventually. And, Maybe that was the maybe that was the detractor. I I really don't know, but I, like I said, it just for all the bashing he's done, it just looks like he's got egg on his face now because it kind of seems random for him to leave. It just seems weird. I mean, honestly, if that is the case, and I think you might be hundred percent spot on with that. Normally, I would I would agree as far as like oh as, with, with him as far as like oh they're changing the vision of the company. Like for example, what they're doing with NXT. I think the exact. Same can be said for someone like a Scotty Too Hottie who left NXT because the vision wasn't what it once was and they completely overhauled the product and I can understand why he left and Brian Kendrick wanted to leave and all this other stuff. Cody Rhodes, the same thing, but I feel like it's the opposite in that the people they brought in, to me anyway, are a positive addition to their roster. There really aren't many people that they've brought in recently that I would say, why did they hire this guy? I mean, aside from someone like a Tony Nese, it's like, I don't, not that he's bad. It's just like, I don't know why you would sign someone that you really have no plans for, really have no use for. But people like all the other big names, I feel like they'd be foolish to not enlist those people. The people like Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Andrade last year, uh, Malachi Black, Miro back in 2020. I feel like these are all positive additions to the roster. Yeah, they're all ex-WWE guys, but I feel like they'd be foolish to not, to not sign them. I mean... Let me ask you, do you think it was better that they signed these people as opposed to what they were going for originally? When you look back at like Double or Nothing 2019, we were there in Vegas almost exactly three years ago, Memorial Day week in 2019. You look at the people that they had on that show. Great show, but it was around that time they were signing people like Pretty Peter Avalon, Joey Janela, Marco Stun, all of whom are either gone or on their way out or won't be renewed or whatever. Jake Hager. I mean, he's an ex-WWE guy, but by that point, he'd been gone from WWE for a few years. I, I think they're actually, I know they're the, the people that they're bringing in out are fresh off of WWE, but it's not like, I don't know, a lot of these people were doing well even before they got to WWE, so it's not like they're all WWE guys. Like, Keith Lee isn't a WWE guy. I mean, he was there for a few years, but he had success before he went there, like, you know, there are other people like that. So, I don't know, I just feel like the, the, the changes they've made to the roster and the direction they're going in, making stuff more storyline-based. I, I just, I don't know, I look back at Dynamite in late 2019, early 2020, they had momentum, but it wasn't exactly a lot of storyline-based stuff. Some stuff was, but I feel like the overall product, to me anyway, wasn't as good as it is now. So I feel like if he has an issue with what Tony Khan is doing, and not, not to say Tony Khan is the greatest promoter of all time, but as far as the people they're bringing in, I think it's a positive. So if he wants to leave over that, if that was a factor... Then I say, hey, you know what? I think it's 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 a maybe for the better. One of the positives that Cody Rhodes might be gone if that was his vision of building a people like QT Marshall who had no business being on TV. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it's come a lot ways from there. But like I said, I also feel like it's to a certain points. Like how many other like not that it's close to this because it wasn't, but it just feels like in, like TNA when they were just bringing in all these ex WWE guys, like put them on the show, and then they kind of drown their own like home base guy so maybe Cody was 
I mean, they seem like they keep saying they're long-term sterling. They do all this long-term storytelling. Maybe he's looking at it and saying, okay, we have these people built up, and then we're just going to keep bringing in all these WWE guys that are seemingly going to drown out all the guys that we've built up, and then it's kind of just... I don't know. I, 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 there's something there. I, I, I mean, his, I just feel like it had to be something creative. Because, like, I, like I said, I like a lot of people they signed, but I will say, like, Last night, like, if you watch last night's show, it's, like, fucking littered. Like, the whole show was just littered with WWE people, like, all over the place. And maybe he was, like I said, like, they keep saying, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do this, and they do it. So, I think Punk was a great sign. Punk and Brian, I feel like those are great signs. Like, those are marquee people. Like, I like Malachi and those two, but, like, maybe could build up, like, a Darby or someone else, like, a little bit more to get to, like, the level, like, they had, like, even Sammy Guevara, like, I think he's done good for himself, but, like, when he originally de- like when he was originally with the inner circle, I feel like maybe we thought he'd be a little bit bigger than he was, or I don't know. I just feel like they've brought a lot of WWE people that like might have muddied the waters to other people. Like Prior Party was a perfect example too. Like we thought they were going to be like amazing. They barely been on TV, and they have all these other like I love FTR, but like they lose a lot, and it's just I don't know. I I, I think Cody might have thought a different thing. Maybe he just wanted more money. I guess we'll never know. But <laughs> I mean, we'll probably honestly we'll probably find out at some point. I'm sure. But I think it was just more shocking, just, like, seemed like, not that he left, but just, like, kind of when it happened. Because, like you said, he was just, like, taking shots at WWE, the fucking Terry Taylor hip-tops class. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's mad that they keep signing all these people from NXT that they've been signing as a piece of shit, and NXT sucks, and then they just keep bringing all these people in. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like we'll find out at some point. It seems like they both ended on amicable terms in the in the statements they put out him. I mean, we've been talking for 20 minutes about Cody Rhodes. Any thoughts about Brandy Rhodes leaving? It doesn't really seem like that's much of a difference maker. I mean, she was consistently one of the worst. I mean, I'm, like I said, I, I'm sure she's a nice person. She seems like a really sweet person. As an on-air character, and she contributed a lot behind the scenes. I don't want to take away from that. As an on-air character, she was consistently one of the worst parts of the show whenever she was on. So if we are without the Paige Van Zant Brandy Rhodes matching out revolution, I see that as a positive. Jealousy is the foremost, the finest form of flattery. Like, so <laughs> or whatever bad. the hell it is, yeah. But no, I mean, I didn't care for Brandy much. Like I said, she might be a nice person, but everything she did on TV was awful. Besides that first promo she cut on Jane Cargill, the rest of it was just terrible. Um, I don't know. I just like she wasn't really good in the ring, and they kept like really trying to push that again. Everything she was in was just kind of just like felt fake and terrible. I mean, I don't think losing her is a big loss, but I can see Tony Khan parting ways with her just because I feel like the only reason she was ever really on TV is because they felt like she had to be because she was one of the important people behind the scenes in the company and she wanted screen time. I don't think if Tony if she is a talent with no backstage power, I can guarantee you I do not think Tony Khan would have put her on the show. I don't even think she would be signed if she was not married to Cody Rhodes. I think in a backstage position, for sure, because like I said, she's had a lot of contri- positive contributions in that sense, and the partnership she's formed, and the community outreach stuff, I think she's done amazing with that, because again, she seems like a great person. I'm talking as far as like an on-air character, being in the ring, they've given her shots, they've given her opportunities, and I've even said in my reviews and, and other videos and whatever, she did improve a little bit, that's not saying much, because she was absolutely terrible before, but... In the recent matches I've seen of hers on Dark and whatnot, she wasn't the absolute worst anymore. She did improve a little bit. I just don't know if... I mean, at a point when they brought in so many great women, they still can bring in great women. I mean, there's a, there's a good chance that they can bring in Mia Yim soon, Ember Moon, Tegan Knox. I mean, if they can bring in those women, Ty Valkyrie's another one. Why the fuck would they sign... 
you know, why would they use Brandy Rhodes? Like, that's my question. I don't really see why they would use her. So I'm glad that they're no longer on the show. I mean, anywhere she's been, WWE, for probably a good reason, never really utilized her in the ring. They only made her a, a ring announcer because they probably saw the writing on the wall. She just wasn't that good in the ring. She was an impact. She was in Ring of Honor. She was an AW. If you watch her work in all these companies, it's a trend. They never really used her. Impact used her for like one or two matches, realized that she wasn't that good. They signed her because she was a name. And then she wasn't, all of a sudden, she wasn't signed anymore. I don't know, because they thought she probably wasn't that good. Same thing with Ring of Honor. She wrestled a handful of matches. She wasn't that fucking good. AEW, same thing. I mean, God bless her for coming back from having a kid. I think that's great. But her in-ring work was very questionable. Which brings me to my next question, Mr. Marceau. WWE, we talked about this uh, a little bit earlier. There's a lot of questions to be asked here, but first and foremost, do you think if WWE were to bring in Cody Rhodes, do you think one of the, uh, not prerequisites, one of the uh, conditions or whatever is that Brandy Rhodes would have to be brought in as well? I'm not sure about that, especially as a wrestler, maybe as a valet, but as a wrestler, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure that she has to be part of the package. No, I mean, if they wanted to have, if honestly, if they wanted to be a heel, bring Brandy in. She's a fucking heat magnet. Um, like I said, I don't want to see a wrestle, but, I mean, if he's going to be a heel, I want to be a guest because, I mean, she's so easily booable, it's not even funny. But as a wrestler, I'm fucking way out on that. She's she's horrible. Yeah, she's not good. So, going off of the WWE thing, you mentioned it earlier, but to kind of go more in depth with it, what are the odds and how? what is the likelihood of him going to WWE? At this point, based off what I've been reading, it seems like it's pretty likely, not that it's set in stone that he's already put his name on the dotted line, but... I would think Cody being the guy that he is, being the wrestling guy that he is, and I said this to you the other day, unless he was leaving AEW to go to pursue politics or something, I don't know where else he would go if it wasn't WWE. So it sure sounds like, to me, he's WWE bound. He realizes they're going to throw a lot of money at him, whether they use him properly or not. Again, we'll go back to that, especially around WrestleMania time. It seems like now would be the perfect time to go back. They can give him a big WrestleMania match, and they can use him, and he can make a lot of money, whether he wins or loses or whatever. Again, we'll get into it, but... What do you think? Uh, what are the odds? What's the over-under on Cody Rhodes going to WWE? I would say there's like a 90% chance that happens. Okay, so you're pretty much banking on it then. Um, yeah, I mean, unless, like you said, unless he goes into politics, but I just, I don't know. I feel like at this point, if he was ever going to go back, this would be the timing. Um, I mean, I don't think he'll be used correctly. It'd probably be a waste of time, but, I mean, he's just he's coming off AEW. They can make him. I mean, if anything, they can make him seem like a big star and, like, he never fucked over him and stuff like that. So, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, at this point, he's the highest he'll be just because he's coming right off TV. I mean, if he's going to go to wrestling, it would only make sense to continue in WWE. It's not like he's going to go to fucking Impact or no. Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor is, like, dead. And, like, New it only Japan makes sense to go to WWE, yeah. and I think that's probably where he's going. Does he have a WrestleMania match? And if so, against who? Um, I would say so. I mean, like, you're going to bring him in here. You should bring him in soon. With who? I no idea. Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> Realistically, who do you who would you want to see him in the ring with? I mean, there's not many Cody Rhodes dream matches, I don't think. But, okay, that's what I'm saying. Realistically, the guy's on How his... How is that not realistic? The guy had a heart attack. Okay. That's... So he can't wrestle ever again because he had a heart attack. Yes, I honestly don't think... I think it was a very serious heart attack, which is why we haven't seen or heard much from Triple H at all in the last six months. I don't think if it was that serious that... I feel like we would have heard about him working out or okay, being backstage in NXT. There you go. What'd you say? Cody versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like him and Rollins makes the most sense. I would say... 
if he wasn't busy with the RK Bro stuff, I would say Randy Orton. I feel like them playing off that legacy history would be cool. I wanted to see that in AEW, but obviously Orton didn't go there, um, which would probably for the best career-wise. But um, is, is Ted Jr. still in jail, or can we, can we I, I don't think was he in jail, or was his brother in jail, or the father? I don't know. I, I think he's. I think he's out of jail. I saw him do an interview with uh, Chris Van Vliet recently, so I think he's okay. Hire Ted Jr. Get him in there. <laughs> Bring him in for a one-off like Sim Snuck and Manu. <laughs> that's legacy yeah I mean I honestly think him and Seth would be pretty cool um, yeah I mean if Seth was gonna I, I feel like that's an upgrade Seth going from Shane McMahon to uh, Cody Rhodes hey that sounds like an upgrade to me sounds like an upgrade to me so how do you think he'll be how would you want to see him portrayed in the company like does he come in as smoke and mirrors Cody Rhodes or does it come in do they play off the fact that I mean again in the WWE canon world AEW seemingly doesn't exist Seemingly, like they don't mention, oh, this is AEW. Like when with TNA for the longest time, they never acknowledged them up until recently, like literally up until like two or three years ago, not even. Um, so they're WWE canon now. Ring of Honor has always been WWE canon, so to speak. AEW is not. I know Sami Zayn mentioned them once in a segment on Raw three years ago, but beyond that, they don't exist. It's not like, oh, this person. I mean, they, they haven't really they haven't acquired anyone from AEW, so it's hard to say like, oh, this person came from the competition, like WCW. Like they openly acknowledged a WCW and WWE TV at WCW's peak in the '90s, but they won't do that now with AEW, and I understand why. Do you think they play off of that, like you said earlier, or do you think they just kind of go off of like, oh, he's back after a long layoff, like when Drew came back, like they were like, oh, yeah, he he conquered the independent scene, then he came here, like. Do you think they go that route, or is he American Nightmare Cody Rhodes with the blonde hair and all? I honestly don't know. I think I think the story wise, it would make some more sense if he came out, like you said, as like the AEW Cody. But I don't know if they do that. I just think it makes the most sense, like you said. If you really, if they, they're smart, and we're talking about Vince here, not that he's not smart, but make the argument that he's out of touch. I think that's pretty undisputed at this point. But um, it's undisputed. It's undisputed. Dun, 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 dun. You know, you can make the case that absolutely he should come in as American Nightmare to Cody Rhodes. I mean, can you ignore with that ugly ass tattoo on his neck? I mean, how can you not make Amer- American uh, Nightmare Cody Rhodes at this point? You know, if that's fucking on his neck. <laughs> like I said, I think it makes the most sense to do. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could do it, but like, I w- I would have him come out as American Nightmare Cody. But yeah, that's like what I, said, I would do. Even if you're not gonna- even if you're not going to have cardiac Paul come out and face him, they can do some kind of thing that, like, acknowledge that, like, the last couple of years he was taking shots at Triple H, stuff like that. Triple H makes an appearance, like, oh, I can't wrestle because I have a bad part thing. That was English. And then basically just be like, I, like, Seth Rollins was kind of like his guy. Like, if we go back to storytelling a little bit, and then, boom. Okay, I like the Seth Rollins connection there. I don't think Triple H will appear. I don't think they'll even acknowledge the fact that, Triple, that Cody Rhodes took shots at him. But you can plan to kind of take of what you said. They can have Rollins say, weren't you the one that, like, bashed us for three years? And, like, why are you back here? Like, I think they can really play into that. Does he come in as a babyface or as a heel? Uh, I would say heel. I would say babyface off the back because I feel like he's going to get sheared from the from the point he comes in, I feel like it, it, the Boo Birds might start to come out after a little while, or if not immediately. I feel like if you were to debut 
they're not going to boo him. It's not like these WWE fans are like, oh, like, you're, you were the opposition. Fuck you. Boo. Like, I don't... They, the wrestling fans are sheep. They'll cheer whatever. So, I mean, it's not like they did that with AEW. Like, when AEW signed all the WWE people, it's not like, oh, they're from the competition. They're like, no, oh, yeah, they're here now. Like, that's what they do, which I understand because I would do the same thing. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be a babyface for a little while, but at a certain point, might have to go heel. And, hey, listen, I think the best part about this whole thing, you talk about the lack of creative control in WWE. Largely, that's a negative. For someone like Cody, though, who I don't think recently has had the greatest of ideas booking-wise and character-wise and matches-wise and shit as far as, oh, this is going to be a great idea, and it wasn't. Like the Anthony Agogo shit, the QT Marshall shit, burning himself and, uh, you know, the table fiery spot. That was stupid. A lot of the stuff he said in promos, stupid. I could just go on and on. Um, You know, just a lot of the dumb promos that he's cut over the last couple of years. But going off of that, though, do you think... I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, with the lack of creative control. Do you think that might be a positive in a certain way? That if they tell him, listen, you're going heel, then he's going to have to go fucking heel. Like in AEW, I honestly think the biggest reason as to why he couldn't go for the world title... I mean, I know that was his own stipulation. But I figured figured the biggest reason why that happened and why he didn't turn heel earlier was because of Tony Khan. Or was because of Cody and, and Tony Khan was like, oh, listen, I can't really not let you do what you want, so go ahead and do whatever you want, and that's why what we saw on TV was all Cody Rhodes doing. I honestly don't think Tony was like, oh, let's play this baby face heel shit where you're like, oh, heel winner, or heel face winner shirt. Did you buy that shirt, by the way, before they take it off a of PWT soon, I'm sure? <laughs> it's on the way. Oh, okay, perfect. It, along with the Y2AJ shirt? It's still, it's still back ordered. Six, six years back ordered, but it's on its way, along with the heel winner, uh, baby face, or whatever the fuck it is. I would die if he walked in more on that shit, um, throw it in the <laughs> trash. But yeah, I just, I, I think, honestly, he might be a person where it might be better where he is, to an extent anyway, creatively limited. Like, I don't want to see him doing stardust shit. But if they have actual, that's the problem, because the people that are writing this stuff in WWE just don't have the best of intentions, specifically Vince. I feel like with the right person in charge and with him being limited, I feel like good things can happen. Like him having to turn heel. Like some of the stuff he did in WWE's Cody Rhodes, that was pretty good. To me, he feels like, you know, for, for years now we've talked about, all oh, the Cody Rhodes smoke and mirrors, no pun intended, but like the interference and the sportsmanship, that screams, like he is a WWE guy to me. And I feel like that's why he might benefit from going back. Just looking at the bright side here. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think he has some, I think, in ring wise, like I think, like I think he does do good stuff. Like I feel like his matches are more memorable than than not. I just like you said, I think the smoke and mirror stuff is usually what we get caught up with, or like those are like the negative things or the random run-ins or the golden shovels and all that dumb shit that he would do. I feel like if he did have a little bit, a little bit, someone else like the maybe not, like change his ideas a little bit, it could get a little bit better than what it is. So I mean, I, I don't think him having his creativity either taken away or at least have a little bit of a blowback on it would be a a negative for him. Yeah, just a little bit of direction. I mean, not to say that it would be the best direction, but that's that's the give and take here. Um, I don't know. With with Cody, it's weird, man. Do you think that he goes in there and gets buried, or do you think that AEW... Or not AEW, WWE would bring him in as a big star to send a message. As other people have said, bring him in as a big star to send the message, hey, we would use this guy right. That's more enticing other people that are leaving AEW that would like an opportunity in WWE. I mean, it wouldn't hurt, I don't think. I mean, 
booking someone good, and then, like you said, especially with what's going on, I mean, I don't think it, it, if anything, booking him like a loser definitely would be more of a detractor than anything yeah, else. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I will, it might be a little bit different because he was already there, so it might be a little bit different than like if like a Wardlow or MJF yeah. came in just because they're, they've never been there before, but I mean, it definitely wouldn't hurt, I know that. I don't know. I think it would help the perception of like, like you said, an MJF or a Wardlow. Hey, we've treated the guy who created the company so well. That means anyone else we can book well to. Not that it's a guarantee. It's probably a lot less likely that it will happen. But I don't know. I think it really would help WWE to do that if they're actually thinking that way. I don't know. I think the pettiness will really override anything and Vince will want to book him like shit just to send a message like, oh, this is why you don't leave home. I mean... For all the people that went out and became big stars, only to go back and become bigger stars, people like Drew, for example, he's one of the only people I can think of. You, you think of the EC3s of the world, the John Morrisons, went out, became world champion elsewhere, came back, and they fucking ruined him. Bobby Lashley's another one who went out, became a nice star, came back, and has become a megastar for this company. Um, I mean, much bigger than he was before anyway. Him and Drew are in that category. People like EC3 are not. People like even Christian. I mean, he became world champion when he came back, but he wasn't any that much higher on the card than he was yeah, before he left. Yeah, but I think Cody had a bigger. Cody's a bigger scale than EC3 is. And and I don't know. I just I don't know, yeah. man. I feel Cody's like he can go either way. No, I'm not saying he's not a bigger star than EC3, but I'm just saying that. Those people went out. They were like, "Oh, I can prove that I don't need WWE," and then they come back and they get ruined. So I just feel like it's always a risk to go back. It's a risk to sign there oh, yeah. anyway, but I, I feel like it's a risk to yeah, go back. I mean, it's a risk going back. I mean, I mean, people get fired twice. I mean, fucking Chris Hero got fired twice. And I mean, not saying that Cody Rhodes is on that same level. He's a lot higher than Chris Hero is. But I don't know. I just feel it just it's EC3 got canned twice. And that doesn't exactly help his stock at all. John Morrison, same thing. Yeah, so, I agree. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Cody Rhodes. I'm very interested. It's a very exciting situation come WrestleMania 38. On that same token, though, we got to talk about the other big news story from the week. Stone Cold Steve Austin, my man. Stone Cold Steve Austin potentially coming back to WWE for an in-ring match, no less, at WrestleMania 38 in Texas. Um, This got drowned out by the Cody news on Tuesday morning, but coming out of Raw on Monday night, this was the biggest story on Twitter. Um, at WrestleVotes had tweeted about it. Fightful Select, I think, was the first one that broke the news on Monday. Um, it was what I first saw when I logged into Twitter after watching Raw on Valentine's Day, and I was quite surprised, to say the least. They've been trying to get this guy out of retirement for years. His last formal match, his last WWE match, or match of any kind, really, was against The Rock at WrestleMania 19, 19 years ago. I mean, that is just insane. Um, he could be coming back for a match. It's a lot likely. It's looking likely that it would be Kevin Owens. It would explain why he's taking shots at Texas and praising Texas and saying that he hates the state and all this other stuff. Yeah, I was very surprised to see it. A lot of mixed opinions too. Oh, it's nostalgia, blah, blah, blah. Listen, it absolutely is. Absolutely is. But I will take a stone cold final farewell, one quick match, as long as it's done right over another Goldberg match or a fucking undertaker match or honestly, even at this point, a Triple H match. I mean, personally, I think there is juice in a one more Stone Cold match in Texas, no less, in front of their, one of their biggest crowds ever, um, at, at least one of the biggest arenas ever. Curious what your thoughts are on Stone Cold coming back, maybe, for WrestleMania. I don't want to say, I keep saying potentially because it's not set in stone, but at this point, all signs are pointing to it possibly happening. Yeah, I'm down for it. I mean, I'm like you said, I'm way, over, I'm way in for that than another Undertaker or Goldberg or 
anyone that we've seen a thousand times come back and wrestle. I Shane think McMahon, you know, that's another one. McMahon, I think Stone Cold, they can easily do it right. I mean, in Texas, makes sense. I mean, Kevin yeah. Owens, perfect opponent. Seriously, I, I mean, I'm so I'm down for it. I, I, I I'm. I'm down for it. I don't. I don't really have words because I was so excited when I saw it. But I mean, I don't know what really changed now. Like, like you said, they've been trying to get him back for forever. So I don't know what changed now. But uh, maybe just the right opponent and made sense. But I mean, I'm so down for it. Yeah, I know he's a big Kevin Owens fan. He always has been, even before he came to WWE. So that's one thing. You got the stunner connection. That's a second thing. Kevin Owens is a notable name. He's not a scrub. You know, I like Austin Theory, but if you want to put Austin in there with a high-profile opponent but not have him be the main event. Kevin Owens is that guy. I mean, they're fucking paying him $3 million a year, so you might as well do something of note with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you're going to pay Kevin Owens all this money, you might as well put him in a decent match at WrestleMania, not on the fucking pre-show battle royal. Um, I don't know. I think I'm totally fine with this, man. Like I said, I'm not... Listen, I think they should be creating new stars. They have to. Um, are they currently? I mean, one of the matches is Roman versus Brock, a match we've seen a million times. You're not creating any new stars there. Becky and Bianca is a fresher match just because Bianca's a newer face. She's not not established, but still, you know, she's a newer face. Ronda and Charlotte, you're not making any stars there. Uh, I don't know what the WWE title match is going to be, if there even is a WWE title match. I, I get the feeling it's going to be Rock and Broman, or Roman and Brock, not Broman and Rock. I don't know why I said that. Um, in a winner-take-all match for both belts. I, th- I think the difference here, dude, with me, with Stone Cold coming back, unless I'm completely off here, it would not be the main event. It shouldn't be the main event. It's not like him versus John Cena. It's not like it's him against Roman Reigns. I don't think he's capable of that at this point, being 50-something years old. He's like 57 or something. He's nearing 60. I just don't think he has it in him to go in there and have a main event caliber match. Maybe he goes in there and has this incredible showing and we're all surprised. I don't think he will. I think he's in there for like a short period of time or it's a, it's a quick stunner match or whatever. It's like 10 seconds who cares? To me, if, if it's like one final, we know it's his final farewell because before he had that great match with the Rock at 19, we didn't know that would be it for him and he never wrestled again, unfortunately. But if he's up to it and it makes sense because they're in Texas and it's the right opponent and it's not the main event, then I'm for it. Like, it's not like he's coming back to fight for the title. If he does that, then I'll have an issue. Or if it's him against The Rock again, I mean, I'm sure that would be a fucking shit show in 2022. Um, or him against whatever, him going for a title or the main event. That's how they use Goldberg. That's how they use Brock. That's how they've used Taker, not in the title matches. But Taker main event at WrestleMania 33. Why? The Roman match was terrible. So, like, I don't think he should be in the main events. But I think as an undercard attraction in his home state, to me, I think it's cool, and I think it's exciting, and again, I'm not saying they shouldn't be making new stars, but I think it's a fun attraction that we haven't seen before, and for WrestleMania, to me, it makes sense, so I have no issues with it, I have no issues with it personally. Yeah, I agree, I, I have no problems with it. Do you think it leads to a longer run for him, as it has been rumored, or do you think it's a one-off, because I think it's probably a one-off, but I guess we'll see how he does at Mania. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's just a one-off, I mean, I, I think these guys, they come back, and then they just kind of muddy the water a little bit so i hope it's just i hope it's just a one-off but who knows yeah i guess we'll see um on that same note real quickly it was reported also i think by wrestle votes or another reputable source that they're planning a stone cold level surprise for mania not stone cold because they already acknowledged that was in the works someone else maybe for mania either to be promoted for the show or appear at the show or whatever. I don't think it's Cody Rhodes. I don't think that's what it was referring to. This came out like yesterday after the Cody news already broke. 
what do you, when you hear that or when you read that, what do you think that means exactly? Like, does that mean, oh God, are we getting an Undertaker match or an Undertaker appearance? Is it someone like a Cena appearance or is he too busy? Same with The Rock. To me, I read that, and if it's true, and I don't put a lot of, it's not the, it's not the reporter's fault. I think WWE or some of these sources say that sort of thing and it never really goes anywhere. Like we talked all about a month ago when it was reported, oh, WWE might be interested in a forbidden door opponent or a, an entrant in the men's rumble. Obviously that didn't happen. So that's why I say go into it with an open mind. But I read that and I think The Rock would show up. Not that he'll be promoted for the show, but I think if you promote Stone Cold, but have The Rock show up in an unannounced segment, maybe to confront Roman after the main event or whatever, set up a mini match for next year, that's what that reads like to me. And again, I would be all for that because if you want to get The Rock on the show, we haven't seen him in several years, I think that'd be cool and I think they could do that. Oh, easily. I think when I first saw that report, that's the first thing I thought of, is you have Roman win, he has both, I mean, seemingly has both belts. Yep. Top of the food chain, head of the table, and the rock's music hits. Holy fuck. Place the literally, <laughs> I think the roof would come off. I mean, sets up for next year. Book it. Cowboys might have to sue WWE for blowing the roof off the stadium. Uh, I just got goosebumps thinking about it. Ugh. That's a travel chave and a great one. Oh, God. I think great. it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, that's when I saw that, that's the first thing I thought of. And set it up for WrestleMania and goes Hollywood. Seriously. Start yeah, airing those commercials. Just was the other day doing the fucking thing at those not, uh, SoFi Stadium. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, he was at the Super Bowl. I said even on Twitter, I don't think it's the last time that we'll see The Rock in SoFi Stadium. I think, listen, I don't even know if he's going to wrestle, but I think there's a very good, how do you not get The Rock for WrestleMania goes Hollywood? Like, they've had enough time to work out a, a schedule for The Rock where he can appear and give him enough notice. Like, hey, we're going to, we would like you for this show. To the point where I would hope Rock would be like, all right, I'll 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 block out this point in my schedule. Like, when you wait until a month or two before Mania, and it's like, hey, Rock, we need you. It's like, no, I'm like, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> like, I don't blame him for being, not for being at Survivor Series a couple months ago. The guy's busy. Like, who gives a shit? They should have had him zoom in or whatever. That We, we talked about that at the time, but him not showing up didn't surprise me. Um, but it would be cool if he was at uh, WrestleMania. I, I think he will be, and I hope he will be, so we'll see. Um, quickly here, I mean, that was pretty much it from Raw. There really wasn't a lot else to talk about. Um, NXT Vengeance Day, we got that on Tuesday. Before we get to Elimination Chamber predictions for Tuesday, or Tuesday, Saturday. Today's Thursday. I'm getting my days of the week mixed up here. Overall opinion of uh, Vengeance Day on Tuesday night, because I thought it was a very entertaining show. And I think NXT 2.0, regardless of what you think about the product, they never miss with these uh, live specials, whether it's a takeover shit or you know a TV special. I think they've always been pretty consistently good, dating back to Halloween Havoc. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was another good show. I mean... The product has been going more towards the developmental side, which I'm not totally against it. Um, but I thought this was another good show. I feel like all this, their little specials they do are good. Any favorite match from the show? We got Braun Breaker and Santos. I thought Carmelo and Cameron stole the show. And uh, you know, some other good segments, I thought. You know, the, the, the finals in the men's Dusty Classic was good. Could have been better. Uh, the weaponized steel cage match was actually pretty good. Um, you know, that was uh, it was like a lethal lockdown type match from TNA in 2005, but it was still pretty good. But yeah, I thought Carmelo and Cameron stole the show. I thought they really worked well together. Yeah, I thought that was the probably the match of the night. I thought it was great. I fucking love Carmelo Hayes. Um, star on the rising. And I thought he was great. The main event was good. Um, like you said, I thought the, the tag team finals, was, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't the greatest match of all time, but it was good. Um, the, the lethal lockdown cage match was good for what it was. Um, but no, I thought, like I said, I think they always do these shows pretty well, so... 
no, no complaints from me. I thought the show itself was good. Yeah, two thumbs up, I thought. And it sets up what should be a very interesting stand and deliver show from NXT over WrestleMania weekend. All signs point to it being WrestleMania night one day at 11 a.m., which just sounds bizarre to me. It's like a matinee show. I just The fact that, I mean, not just the fact that it's early in the morning or it's on 11 a.m. or whatever, that doesn't entirely bother me, but the fact that they're doing it the same day as Mania, like you can't do it on fucking Thursday or something, or I just, can you not do a live show on the Wednesday before Mania? Like, that's what I don't understand. If they even have to, they don't even have to do a takeover show, but whatever. Um, they did seemingly set up Breaker and Ziggler, and Breaker and, I was going to say Walter, Gunther, whatever the fuck it is. I love how she pronounced it Gunther, and then he was like, no, it's Gunther or whatever. Anyway, um, what do you think the NXT Championship picture, what does the future hold for that as far as who Breaker defends against over WrestleMania weekend? Does he face Ziggler before then and face Walter at the show? Or uh, do they do a four-way, or what do you think they're going to do? Yeah, I'm not sure yet. I think Ziggler seems like he's in the immediate future. I mean, Gunther, I mean... They, they had that thing with uh, Sequoia. I mean, maybe we get a little Usos in there. I mean, you could do something there. You think um, so? I, I think so. I mean, I'm not totally against it. I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, team up with his brothers against Imperium. I, I, I'd book that. So I'm not against that. But I think in the media future, it seems like it'll be Breaker and Ziggler, which I'm not against. I mean, like I said, I think Ziggler on NXT is a lot better than him on Raw with the Dirty Dogs versus Street Profits circa 300th time. So Come on. I, I, I'm down for that. Fantasy booking here. Solo recruits the Usos to take on Imperium, like you said. And as a return, they're like, hey, listen, we need your help with something on SmackDown with the Bloodline. That paves the way for Solo and the Bloodline at some point. And not only that, Walter resumes his rivalry with Solo and the Bloodline on SmackDown by challenging Roman Reigns coming out of WrestleMania. Sure. <laughs> do you think Walter loses to Breaker and then he gets called up after Mania? Because I think that's a legit possibility. Who, who do you think of the NXT roster would they call up coming out of WrestleMania 30, uh, 38? Um, yeah. I, I, I would probably say he's on the list. I mean, him. I feel like he's Pete Dunne, LA Knight. I mean, I feel like those guys have been down there for a while. Io Shirai, probably. I mean, Dakota Kai, maybe? <laughs> If not now, she might as well just fucking put a hood on and go wrestle the Indies for seven years. <laughs> with, with with Ricochet. With Ricochet. I mean, I love Dakota Kai, but it's just it's if it's not now, it's never at this point. I feel. Come like, on, she's so. gonna team with Wendy Chu. Come on. Fucking terrible. Oh, like I said, I like Dakota Kai, but the whole Wendy Chu shit's terrible. Her just like I said, she should have been called up a while ago, and the fact she has it just kind of proves to me that it's never gonna happen. Yeah, no, not at this point, I don't think. Um, I mean, it might. I mean, I, I know they've used her in dark matches, but they did use her in dark matches over the summer, and then it went nowhere. So, I don't know. I just feel like they should have called her up a while ago, but I guess time will tell. But I could see them calling her up just to do nothing. I mean, they called up Tegan Knox and they fired her, like, a, a couple of months later. So, I mean, just because you get called up, obviously, isn't this uh, great sign that your future is bright. You could easily be canned a couple months later. So, that's what it is with this company. Um, yeah, so quickly with Dynamite before we get into Elimination Chamber predictions as we wind down here. Um, thoughts on the show? Because I thought it was very good. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people say it was an amazing show. I thought it was a very good show. And uh, they continued the momentum from last week's strong show. They had uh, three very good matches. I enjoyed Sammy and Darby Allen in the main event for the TNT title. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed the um, Danielson-Lee Moriarty match as well as Thunder Rose and Mercedes Martinez in the No DQ match. Some good build for Revolution. The inner circle stuff was what it was. Um, 
you know, Page and Cole had a good talking segment. Danielson and Moxley had a good talking segment. Punk and MJF had a good talking segment. Um, little filler this week. I didn't. I, I thought it was all business, no bullshit, no comedy crap, no minimal young bucks, and I don't know, no best friends really. I thought this was a really good show because it felt like it feels like when they cut out the filler and the bullshit, that's when Dynamite is at its best. Personally, yeah. I mean, I also think. I don't know if they've... I feel like the shows that they lead off with, like, stars definitely helps the rest of it. I mean, they started out with Puck, led right into Danielson. Um, I'm pretty sure Adam Page was in there on the 9 o'clock hour. Yep. And then, I mean, like, the Mercedes... I, I thought the DQ match was fine for what it was, but then you end with, like, I mean, Darby and, and Sammy was a good ending, too. So, I feel like when they start off with stars, unless there's, like, big filler, like you said, which they didn't have last night, it seemed like a pretty well-booked show. I mean... I wouldn't say anything over the top amazing happened, but I wouldn't say anything bad happened. So that was a solid show. I wouldn't say it was like amazing, but it was like, I think it was one of their, it was like a good show that like, there wasn't anything that were like that. Uh, that was fucking terrible. So, um, definitely a good show. Like you said, I feel like when they have less of the fucking pudding gang and dark, or- I mean, we did get dark order. We did. They did return on Wednesday. Yep. I mean, we got, we got fucking 10 just tossing security guards. That was probably the dumbest point of the whole show. He's but- taking, he's taking on Cole on Friday. Come on. Gives a shit. Um, <laughs> but besides that, I thought it was good. I mean, um, I mean, we got like a Jurassic, I mean the whole like Jurassic Express, like triple threat thing. I mean, it's fucking stupid. I mean, we got a tag team battle royale and a casino thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that muddying the water next week. But um, no, I, I thought as a overall show, it was a good show. Nothing crazy, like you said. I think the more down points were pretty minimized this week. Yeah, no, I thought they did a good job of uh, kind of setting the stage for what should be a very good revolution show between Cole and Paige, the AEW World Championship. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Punk and MJF facing off in a dog collar match in the pay-per-view? It is what it is. I mean, they, I feel like they they just did it like a year ago, but I'm fine with that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was long enough to where it wasn't like just last week, so I'm okay with them doing that. Um, who do you think wins? Early prediction. Punk, lol. Yeah, I think I, I think I mean I wouldn't mind him winning at this point because MJF won the first one, but I do think MJF should win the second one and before he likely challenges for the championship at double or nothing. Personally. Yeah, I mean, it depends if they're gonna keep it going. If they're gonna if they're gonna end it here, then I, I would have. MGF win, but if they're gonna keep it going, then I'd have Punk win to keep it going. A little yeah, bit I can more. see, I can see them doing a yeah, third but match. But they do, they do like having people win two matches in the feud and losing the the rubber match. Which makes no sense. So maybe they'll have him win again, and then he'll lose the Punk somewhere down the line. But I mean, seemingly he should be in the title picture going into into all. Like I feel like what you could do is have him going into. If you have him win, then you can have him being the contender going into Double or Nothing. You can have Wardlow versus. CM Punk because maybe he helps MGF win do something around there but I mean because if you, I feel like if you have them blow it off here what do you do with Punk next I mean really seem like there's a ton for him to do so. yeah yeah I don't know what you do with him a double or nothing I think MGF and Paige makes the most sense to do with that pay-per-view but if you do that then who do you link up with Punk um trying to think what other is Miro free I was saying they could probably have done him and Cody, but no <laughs> yeah. him and Cody would have made sense. I mean, after he called his, remember he called his uh, pipe bomb promo completely ineffective and accomplished nothing. So that would have been a good way to go off of it. <laughs> and you could also play into the fact, hey, didn't you try to text me with your deal like three years ago to bring me in here? Whoa, whoa, whoa! That was that was a bowling buck, I think. They no, I I heard it was I heard it was Cody, but I don't know. They, you could have played into it. 
they, they're not going to do that now because uh, Cody's gone. So that would have been interesting. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll see. I thought it was a good show, though. We'll close out here with Elimination Chamber predictions for Saturday. Just read a little while ago, they might be planning some twists and turns for this pay-per-view. That gets me very scared because twists and turns from WWE are typically not a good thing. They just do it to, um, you know, they, they do it just to swerve people for the sake of swerving people, Vince Russo style. So hopefully that's not what it is. Some predictable matches on the show, most of them being very predictable, but... If it sets up WrestleMania and it's near as good as Crown Jewel was late last year, then I'm, I'm perfectly fine with it because that was a great show. Easily the best Saudi show they've done a day. I don't know if this will top that or come close to it, but we can only help. Rey Mysterio versus The Miz um, was announced on Monday's Raw um, for this pay-per-view. Thoughts on Mysterio versus Miz and who goes over here? Yeah, I think this has been like a decent mini-feud. I mean... Don't know where it's really going. Maybe just keep the Miz busy because I feel like we were getting like tension between the Mysterios. And, yeah. I mean, they're still kind of getting that, but it seems like Miz is kind of maybe accelerating that or helping that. So, I mean, I would have Miz win here. Um, guy needs some credibility. I feel like all he does is eat pinfall. So, I, I would have him go over here, maybe do some more dissension with the Mysterios. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking too. I think the Miz wins here after losing to Edge a few times. He needs to win more. Uh, creates further dissension between them, as you said, and I think the Miz goes over here. It doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, both guys are established. I mean, these guys had a match at SummerSlam like literally 10 years ago, so I mean, they've been around forever, but um, I think Miz wins here. Um, let's see. Drew McIntyre, Mad Cat Moss, rematch from day one. This time, falls count anywhere. I mean, how little do you care about this, and how much of a guarantee is it that McIntyre wins? Um, I mean, I don't honestly, I honestly don't mind Mad Cap. I mean, the gimmick itself is stupid, but I actually like the guy behind it, so... I mean, it is dumb, but I'm actually pretty intrigued in this one. I mean, Drew's obviously going to win. Um, but, I mean, maybe I don't hate it as much as others. I, 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 I miss Riddick Moss, so, I mean, I'm, I've always been a big Riddick Moss guy. I mean, the Madcap stuff's pretty stupid, but I think he has a ton of potential. Um, but, I, I mean, Drew wins, LOL. Reuniting with uh, Tino Sabatelli. <laughs> oh, God, I miss them. Oh, hey, he's too busy with uh, Mandy Rose right now. <laughs> Seriously, give me, the, like I said, give me the theme song. Hey, come on. Money talks, money talks. The mon- no, money comes. The money comes, buddy. The money comes. Money comes before Veer. <laughs> He's never Cody will, deb- Cody will debut in, a- in WWE before Veer does. <laughs> I saw someone say that I died. That is just amazing. Uh, no, yeah, McIntyre wins here. All roads point to, uh, you know, all signs point to McIntyre and happy Corbin at WrestleMania, right? Uh, I guess, I mean... <laughs> Not this, I, <laughs> hey, McIntyre, what about McIntyre and Cody? They used to be tag team partners back in the day. Yeah, I mean, him versus Happy Corbin at WrestleMania, just, I don't know. Like, him and Madcap at his Illuminous Chamber, I don't hate it because there's, like, a story there. Like, it makes sense. Like, he hurt he hurt him. So, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind that at Illuminous Chamber because I think it's, like, a decent, like, it's, like, a small, decent little feud that's been built up. It's not, like, the sexiest thing of all time, but it's not, like, I mean, maybe some people think it's horrible, but I think it's keep Drew busy. Like, there's that story there. Like, he actually hurt uh, Madcap, and no disqualification makes sense. Like, that's that's why you have no disqualification match. Like, there's actually a reason why, not just because it's fucking Wednesday, Wednesday night. So, <laughs> hey, watch it. Um, but no, I, I think this is decent. I mean, him versus Corbin at WrestleMania, like. I don't know. I just feel like it's so random. But I mean, I like a pay per view. I mean, if it was at WrestleMania 
Backlash should make more sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's they just don't have any other stars on SmackDown to pair off McIntyre with, so that, that's kind of what you get. They have been building towards that. I wouldn't say it's random. It's just that they don't have any other stars for Corbin to work with, and that's what happens when you devalue people like Cesaro and Ricochet and Shinsuke. Like, that's kind of what you're left with, so um, that's what we're getting. Drew wins here, LOL. Um, the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Is this the end of the longest reign ever for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, or will the Usos retain here? I say the Usos retain here. I mean, I like the Viking Raiders. I just feel like they're just never good. Like, they're good, but I just feel like that what they are now is the best they're ever, ever going to be. I just, I don't know. I feel, I feel like they're like, so creatively damaged, it's just hard to care at this point. Yeah, exactly. So even giving them the belts, it's not going to... I feel like they're one of those teams that would win the belts, and then they'd be on TV less than they are now. So. Yeah. Uh, I would just have the Usos win here. I like the Viking Raiders, but I, I would have the Usos win. Maybe the like Usos said, will uh, they'll lose the titles to uh, Biggie and Kofi at WrestleMania. It's possible. Like I, you said, I, I feel like Viking Raiders are creative damage at this point. They are. They've been around for three years in the main roster. They haven't been champions for well over two years. Um, they were injured for a little while late last year and in 2020 or whatever, early on in 2021, I should say. It's just they're they're good, but it's hard to care about the team at this point. The whole, uh, what are they saying? Raid, raid, or the theme song is bad. The chant just isn't over. They're not over. They've been booked to look like shit more often than not. When they lost to, I I knew it was all over when they lost in that World Cup match to um <laughs> to Gallows and Anderson. Their first loss came in the hands of Gallows and Anderson back in late 2020 to crown the best team in the world. And that best team in the world isn't even there anymore. So I knew it was all over for them at that point. Uh, we move along here to, let's see, Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya. I like this match. I think it's a great preview of Ronda and Charlotte for Mania. Naomi and Sonya got their thing going on right now. Uh, Ronda's first formal match back yet, which is cool. Um, I like this match a lot. I think if Ronda's going to win at Mania, which she should and I think she will, and Naomi should win too, I think she should give the win to uh, Charlotte and Sonya. So that's what I think is going to happen, and that's what I think should happen. Yeah, I would have the heels go over here. Um, kind of get some more heat on them, especially Sonya. I feel like she's she hasn't really done too much. I mean, she got thrown out of the rumble up by Naomi. I mean, I guess she's screwing her over from time to time, but get a little bit more heat on her. I think it's a good little feud, and I think this is a good matchup. Ron ever first like actual match back in a nice little tag match. I mean, she doesn't do too much, um, and I'd have to, I would have Charlotte and, and Sonya win here. Yeah, and it just makes the most sense. I could see Ronda winning just to build momentum, but. I don't know. I feel like they could screw over Naomi and it would make sense. So I would have Charlotte and Sonya win here personally. Um, moving on to Becky Lynch and Lita for the Raw Women's Championship. Slam dunk win for Becky, but I'm curious to see how this goes. Yeah, I think Becky wins here. I mean, Raw, the Raw thing was kind of weird. Like, the way Becky acted, I don't know. It was kind of bizarre, if you ask me. But I thought I think it's going to be a fun match. I mean, I think Becky wins out well. I mean... I like Lita, but, I mean, champion in 2022, no thanks. I mean, I think she's going to beat Becky, so. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be a good match, though. I mean, no complaints, uh, but Becky's got to win. It's a nice warm-up for Becky before she hopefully faces the winner of the Women's Elimination Chamber match, that being Bianca Belair. I mean, that's my pick. I think Bianca's going to win. Uh, we also have Rhea Ripley in there. Dewdrop, Nikki Ash, Liv Morgan in the sixth mystery entrant. Asuka. Or no, it was Bailey. Oh, no, wait a second. It's Alexa Bliss. I have to eat my hat because the last week I said it wouldn't be Alexa Bliss. There was no chance. And she's an history entrant. So, anyway, your, your, your thoughts on who you think is going to win here and Alexa Bliss being announced as the sixth entrant in the match? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's... 
I think it's going to be Bianca. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I honestly wouldn't be against if Rhea was in it, too. I feel like they both have a lot of momentum, maybe do something that they both get in there somehow. But if I was just picking one person, I think it is Bianca. Story-wise, it makes the most sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm honestly not – I mean, we both said Alexa Bliss was not going to be the character – wasn't going to be in it, so I guess I'll eat my hat as well. Um, but, I mean, I'm not totally against it. I'm assuming Oscar's just not ready yet or, or what. But, I mean, it seemed like they kind of ran that whole, like, therapist. Maybe they just, like, at this point, they're just like, fuck it, and just, like, sped up the process because it seemed like it was going to take a little bit longer. But seemingly on Raw, it seemed like we kind of got the end of it. So yeah. I'm not against it. I like Alexa a lot. If, if it's not Oscar, maybe she's just not ready yet. But, I mean, I think it's, like, pretty stacked. I mean... Obviously, like, I think someone like a Dewdrop or Nikki Ash is not going to win, but I feel like they've been credible. Like, they're built up enough that, like, not that they're going to win, but they're, like, viable contenders. I'm not against it. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's better than having I, Carmella I, or Zelina in there. Exactly, who are fucking awful. So, um, I think Bianca wins here. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised they did something to kind of maybe try to get Rhea in there as well. Because um, I feel like her and Bianca are kind of on the same level right now. Great gauntlet I, match on Monday. I would say Liv Morgan, but I got I got take shamed last week, so uh, I got Bianca winning here. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised they did something, maybe like a double pin or some shit to try to get Rhea involved as well. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that was such a great gauntlet on Monday. I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, included Ronda or Rhea as well as you said. But uh, I'm going with Bianca. I mean, she's entering sixth, so it's like, man, do they they win the gauntlet on Monday? Does that mean she wins? I'm I'm kind of worried they might go with Alexa Bliss though. I think they could go with Alexa Bliss too. <laughs> I don't like that. Do we do we get Little Miss Bliss back on Saturday? I think so. Uh, she's still got Lily the doll. I like how they're like, hey, we're gonna make you back to what your character was, but we're still gonna have you carry around the doll because it still makes us money. So still carry it around anyway. I love how they're doing that, I and mean, that's just the stupidest thing. <laughs> It's probably they have a bunch of Lily dolls still around, so they gotta get rid of them. Yeah, it's like it didn't even make any sense. The guy's like, "Oh, we want to make you not crazy, but to make you not crazy, you have to carry around the thing that made you crazy to begin with." That just made absolutely no sense. Like I said, they probably have a lot of the dolls. They gotta get rid of them. Stupid. Are you getting one? It's I think it's on clearance for five dollars. <laughs> no. I think it's on the way with your uh, heel babyface winner shirt, right? That's on the way. I won the pro wrestling tees. It's on the way. God, that shit is the dumbest shit. As soon as I saw that shirt, I'm like, yeah, this guy's got to go. Um, looking at the rest of the card here, let's go Roman Reigns and Goldberg, Universal Championship. Do we get a swerve and Goldberg wins the belt back for a third time in four years, or five years, rather? He's won the belt before in, in, in Saudi. Or does Roman Reigns retain the title the continuous streak en route to WrestleMania? I, I'm thinking Roman is a slam dunk, but you know what? People said the same thing about... Goldberg and Bray two years ago. I think this is a different story. But again, I hear twists and turns, and I'm like, I'm fucking scared they might put the belt on Goldberg and maybe do Brock and Roman for the WWE title instead. I would fucking hate that, though. I think that's stupid. No, I mean, Roman's going to win here. They're not going to have him lose the fucking Goldberg to face Lesnar. I just, that make no sense. I, it's Brock. Uh, Roman wins, LOL. And Goldberg's done, hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Knowing them, they'll have Goldberg win, and then it's like, oh, he re-signed. He'll be at WrestleMania facing uh, Happy Corbin or something. I don't know. It'll be something completely dumb. Uh, <laughs> Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Brock Lesnar is really the only name I have to mention, but he will be in the match. Um, Bobby Lashley defending Seth freaking Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Another stacked fielder. I think this is going to be a great match. If 
if it's not just Brock killing everyone, then I think it could be entertaining, and I don't think that's what it should be. You know, Shayna doing that a few years ago is fine because a lot of the women involved in that thing were just not credible at all. Um, a lot of these guys are. Rollins getting squashed or Theory getting squashed or Riddle getting squashed would not help their stock whatsoever. So AJ getting squashed, Bobby too, hopefully not. Um, I do think Brock wins, LOL, and I do think we get winner-take-all at WrestleMania because I don't know why else would you would put Brock in this thing if he wasn't going to win. Yeah, I mean, I guess just to get him on the card, that would be the only reason you put him in it to not win, but... Um, yeah, Brock went well. I just, I don't think they would get him, have him get pinned two pay-per-views in a row. I don't think they should. Yeah, I mean, they could technically have it so, like, he gets attacked before the match, or they could do some fucking screwy thing so he's not even in it, but if he's, I think he's gonna win, I mean, it just seems like Raw, like, they do have a lot of good contenders, I just feel like they've, like, I just feel like they've been basically saying in our face it's gonna be a title for title, so they're just gonna do it at this point. And you think uh, if Brock gets attacked beforehand, Cody Rhodes takes his place? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Brock's going to be in a win. I just I just feel like Raw, like they should have its own champion. I don't know. I just I just feel like it makes Raw look completely inferior. It, well, it has been in the last couple of years. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it has been. It has been the better show recently. It's just that, I don't know. I just feel like it, if you take the belt off of these guys, what does Bobby do at Mania? Edge, Rollins, AJ. You know, I just don't know what they do. So maybe someone will win. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I would like if AJ Styles pulled out the one. I think that'd be cool. But Bobby, I don't want to see his reign end at three weeks, although it probably will. Yeah, he's not retaining. I don't think he's retaining. I There's a better chance that Austin Theory wins than Bobby Lashley. Nah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Liv Morgan take right there. <laughs> Whoa! That's like saying if I said Dewdrop, that's a be- better chance to win then. Come on. <laughs> All right, yeah. well, I won't go that far. I think if you said Rollins, Rollins has a better has a better chance than Lashley. Even Riddle might have a better chance than Lashley. Certainly not Austin Theory, who I hope does well, though. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> want, like, I don't know. I just feel like if you, like... I just feel like you're gonna merge the belts, and you got to do with it all the belts. Like it wouldn't make sense. Like if you're gonna merge the Raw and I mean, I guess they could do kind of what they did with Becky Lynch, like the two belts, and then I don't know. I just feel like then who would beat Roman? But I don't know. I, I don't know. I, Cody. I don't... It's not gonna be. Cool. That's what the internet told me. I <laughs> <laughs> have a better chance of being Roman Reigns than Cody does. Come on, it's gonna be uh, Cody and Roman at WrestleMania. That's what Ariel Hawani said. That's what he wants to see. That's the big match. No, I mean, I guess, I mean, like I said, I guess they did it with Becky, and, like, she lost one of the belts a couple months after, so I'm not totally against it, but, I don't know. I just feel like Rod does have stars that can build up to be a champion. They just kind of haven't really been booked as such. Like you said, like, Big E, like, immediately bring him out to SmackDown. I like Big E on his own. Was he focused as the champion? No. Bobby was good, but I feel like now he's just kind of holding the belt to keep it warm. Love Rollins, but his character lately has been fucking awful. Um, Owens, I like him, but seemingly doesn't seem like he wasn't even in the fucking match. I like Austin Theory. He's up and coming. Riddle's an idiot, so. I, mean, <laughs> I just feel like Raw has like a bunch of mid-carders right now that just don't seem like they're champion, and maybe that's why they're doing it. I really don't know. I, I don't think Riddle wins. I was thinking maybe there's a chance Riddle wins because there was the thought at one point of Riddle and Orton for the title at Mania, which I don't think it should be for the championship, but they already announced that we're getting Alpha Academy and uh, RK Bro for the tag titles like in a week or two on Raw. So I don't think Riddle goes into the match as the WWE champion. I just don't. I find that very hard to believe. 
Is he gonna have the toga on? Yeah, why not? Fucking so dumb. <laughs> so that's things like that that just like people actually thought he had a chance to win the rumble. He's out on run a fucking toga acting like a moron. Which like, is exactly why they would put the championship on him though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Listen, Brock? I like Riddle, but I just don't think now is the right time to be pushing him towards the main event. You got to shed the goofy shit before you can actually push him as a serious threat. No, I agree. I miss Braun. Braun Strowman or Braun Breaker? Braun Strowman. He's over in somewhere else. He was in like India or something recently. He was going to India or that maybe it was Saudi Arabia. He was doing something like that or Jeddah or that. That's in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. He's maybe, he's gonna, maybe he's gonna attack Brock and he'll get in the elimination chamber. Oh, and he can finally get that win over Brock that he was looking for. Yep. And then we can get uh what Braun versus uh Roman and uh, Brock at Mania. Fuck it. That sounds terrible. You jerk. Let me check my notes. <laughs> the guy got uh fired. He's got he's got release. It's different. Tony Khan doesn't even want him. <laughs> That's because he'd make all the people in AEW look like midgets. <laughs> it would it be would it be accurate to say that I could see it's more believable that Braun Strowman would be in a world title match in Mania against Roman than Cody Rhodes? Yes. <laughs> I just I don't know, man. I like Cody a lot. I just don't see him in a world title match at WrestleMania unless they really built him up. There. He wasn't even a world title contender in AEW before he made that stupid stipulation. I mean, after he made that stupid stipulation. You know? Yeah, I don't know. He's too busy <laughs> being a champion. <laughs> Come on. We'll see. I look forward to Elimination Chamber on Saturday. We'll be back next Thursday here on WrestleRant Radio to talk all about it. New episodes every Thursday, as I said earlier. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora Music, Amazon Music, Podbean, Google Podcasts. Rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and uh, follow Mr. Marceau on Twitter at RJ underscore Marceau, myself at WrestleRant. I'm looking forward to breaking down all the latest developments in the world of wrestling next week with with, with, with you, Mr. Marceau. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I malfunctioned there for a second. Get the marbles out of your mouth, buddy. <laughs> it sounds like Andrade speaking English. What, Mr. Stink? Isn't that what he called him? Mr. Stink. He called him like he called him something weird. He sucks. <laughs> Andrade El Idolo. Awful. Terrible. It's great. He's the next DT champion. Come on, man. Yeah, him and Matt Hardy being on the main event of Raw on AEW is awful. <laughs> I like Andrade's. So I don't mind. His booking has been abysmal, but if they could put the TNT title on him, then uh, it might it might be redeemed, but Time will tell. We'll get to that next week, Mr. Marceau. Have a good rest of your week. Hopefully it's not as busy next week. Uh, maybe I, I might not have to hit you up for an emergency chit-chat on, on Tuesday, we'll say. Sounds good. And I'll give you the review of uh, Old School after I watch it, as well as the uh, love movie that you recommended me. What it was called again? <sighs> Marry me. Mar- <laughs> no, Mr. Marceau, I'm taken. Sorry. Jeez, this kid <laughs> just doesn't listen to my recommendations. See you, brother. Have a great weekend. Later. See you, dude.